So many owners open their shops with the dream of doing auto repair the right way, being an asset to their community, having free time with their families, and having the ability to create a financial legacy. In reality, so many find themselves working long days, are struggling to find and keep good staff, and can barely pay the bills. Since 2016, the fastest growing automotive repair coaching company, ShopFix Academy's sole purpose is to stop the average small business from destroying the average family. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com. I interviewed a guy yesterday and I, I said, I would put you in the room with every single one of my employees and I have nothing, I, I wouldn't even worry about what they're going to say because I know that they're bought in and I know they're the right people that we have. This is Success Leaves Clues, an automotive industry podcast, and I'm your host, Thomas Hayes. How would you like to have that level of confidence with your staff? How would you like to build such a great culture in your company that people come looking to work for you instead of you chasing them down. My guest today is Jason Smith, owner of M&M Car Care with three locations in Indiana. He didn't build a culture like this in his shop by accident. It was the result of hard work, passion, and dedication to serving others. Today on the show, Jason will share the clues that he learned along the way. So stick around. An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability, which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top-performing repair shops use for managing their online presence, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me effortlessly increases your car count with a strategic combination of killer websites, high-converting Google ads, traffic-driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call at 888-953-2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Jason, super happy to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, So Jason, I know you a bit, uh, but for folks that don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your shop. So, yes. So my name is uh, Jason Smith. Uh, I own uh, three repair shops and uh, we're in Northwest Indiana, which is about an hour outside of Chicago, Illinois, pretty close to the border. Uh, we're actually celebrating our 15th year in business. And nice. um, yeah, so we, we've we um, been expanding pretty rapidly over the last couple of years. Uh, our second and third shop are less than two years old, uh, but the, th- the first one is, uh, is uh, it's going to be 15 this year. So we're excited. How did you get into auto repair? How did you start your, your company? So we actually, so I was a dealer technician by trade. And then um, I didn't uh, like the the direction that the dealership was, uh, the dealership uh, scene was going. So uh, my wife and I, we did crunch some numbers and did some numbers. And uh, we realized that it was actually cheaper for us to buy a failing existing business rather than starting ourselves from scratch with because that existing business had uh, marketing or it already had a phone number and everything. So, um, so we found a, a, an existing business that was failing and uh, we took out a second mortgage on our home. And uh, I quit my job at the dealership on a Friday and started working at the shop on a Monday. And we changed the name of the company 
kept the phone number and everything and uh, just been growing it from there. Wow. So you just dove in head first. Yes, I had zero business experience. Um, all I did was work on cars as a technician, and um, it's been a it's been a journey. I uh, I'm I, I kind of see myself as a, a free spirit personality, so I I like to jump in with both feet and kind of figure it out as I go. And sometimes that's bit me, and sometimes that's that's helped. But uh, uh, overall, it's um, it, it's it's worked for me, and uh, it's a little risky, <laughs> but. Uh, but it's worked out well. It's worked out well for us uh, in the long run. So, as you, you know, were making that that jump, you know, going from technician to like overnight opening a shop, where did you find the confidence to do that? That's a big jump. Yeah. So, um, I guess fear was the biggest motivator. Um, I had my my wife was a high school teacher, and I had a two and a half year old. Um, I had a two and a half year old and a five month old daughters at home. And, uh, you know, I couldn't let them down. And so that was, I guess my, the fear was my biggest motivator. And the fact that, uh, I believed in myself back then that I felt that I could do a better job. And, um, that just kind of propelled me into taking that leap, taking the risk, putting it all, putting it all on the line and see where, see where, where it came out, see how it happened. When you opened up the, or I guess, took over the, the failing business, was it, you know, just success out the gate? Like, what did it look like in the very beginning? So we had work the first day, which was good. I had no idea about pricing. I had no idea about anything. I, I was able to maintain, I was able to retain the, the old owner's one employee who stayed with me for six years. And so it was he and I, and um, we just went to work. We went to work on cars and I did it as a technician. And, um, he and I worked in the back and, um, the first doing it as a technician over time was fine. But I realized that one of the goals for me later on in life was I wanted to get out of the back. I did that. I did that knowingly going in that I did not want to work on cars forever. Uh, however, I knew that I had to, to, I had to start somewhere. And, um, the first employee, other than the one that I took, uh, that I retained, the first employee I ever hired was a service writer. And um, I didn't see the value in having a service writer back then, but I can tell you that uh, our sales jumped tremendously by hiring that first service writer and allowing me and the other guy to stay in the back working. And it just made us more productive. And, and then that helped us uh, begin to expand a little bit. What did that look like? So whenever we started to expand, I had to, by, by hiring people, by taking on different um, mentalities, if you will, and uh, different, char- uh, different, different people, uh, I had to learn to be a, an owner and a leader. And I was not that at all. I was not, I had, to, I had a technician mindset and, um, and I didn't know how to handle employees. And so I, I was frustrated. I was upset. So I almost, um, you know, I'd self-sabotage myself. We would get to a certain point and then I would screw it up. I'd get to a certain point and I'd screw it up. I didn't know how to handle employees. Um, I didn't know how to lead a team. I just knew how to work on cars. So at the core of all of that, what, what is the, the biggest challenge that you had to overcome to, to be able to move forward? So over the years, um, I was always 
yearning for to, for knowledge and to better myself. And um, the, I've had several biggest, biggest, cha- biggest challenges over the years. And, you know, we went from almost losing everything to almost to, to having everything and more that we, that we could ever dream of. And, and, um, and that it's, it all started from me believing in myself. Um, you know, back in 2016, and I, and I've told people that I've known for a while this, that I actually left my store, my shop. I was burned out. I actually left it. I had, um, three employees, a writer and two techs. And I went to work at a, at a dealership as a service director. And, um, because I was just done. I, I would, my family, um, didn't believe in me anymore. You know, you know, it was, it was tough. It was all tough, very tough at home. Um, I did that for a year. I couldn't come back to the shop because the shop was doing so poorly that all the money I was making at the dealer was actually going back into the shop. And, um, I had two technicians that stayed there while I was gone. I came back in, uh, January of 2017. And my wife says, you know, she says, you have to go back to the shop or we have to file bankruptcy. And, uh, my parents filed bankruptcy a long time ago when I was a kid and they went through a very, very rough time. And, uh, I never, ever wanted to hear that word. I never wanted to go through that. And so I knew then that, um, I, I was in trouble and I knew then that I had to figure out a way to make it work. And, um, basically do everything that I could to get the knowledge to be able to succeed. And I've seen shop owners that are very successful, but I never believed that I could be one of those shop owners. Sounds like the the turning point was, you know, when your wife said, Hey, we have to file bankruptcy, you know, or, or you have to figure it out. What was that the, the turning point for you? Yes. You know, I, I wanted to, I never wanted to, my biggest thing is I always revert back to my why, like, why did I get involved in this in the first place? Why did I, why did I not stay at a job? Why did I want to be better? And I always felt that there was more out for me. There was always more to life for myself that I could always be better, but I didn't know how to be better. And what I did was I, I realized that I always do everything, everything that I, I do in life, I do it for my family. My, my kids, they're, they're everything to me. And they're the reason why I, we continue to do what we do is for them. Uh, whether it's, you know, building a legacy, you know, being a part of the community, uh, trying to bring them up and literally trying to change my family tree. And we, we grew up, you know, with, with next to nothing. And I don't, I want a better life for my kids and I want a better legacy for my kids. So I started, um, taking courses. I started learning. I started applying what I, what I needed to apply. And I started taking, um, you know, leadership classes and things like that. And then I realized that, um, it all became about your mindset. And what I mean by that is that, um, I was always surrounded with negative, negative minded people. Uh, the earth was going to end and tomorrow and this and that. And so I, I had to start surrounding myself with better people and I was able to find those people. And, uh, they, it really taught me a lot. And the thing that I also learned was that whenever you get to a certain point, we get so caught up into where we're at, we forget to, we forget about where we came from. So I remember, um, you know, Aaron talking one time where he would take a couple steps forward and say, say, look where I'm at, but don't forget to turn around and see how far you've come. 
don't forget to turn around and see where you came from. And, you know, that was a big, that was a big understanding for, for myself personally to, to, to know what direction to, to appreciate where I came from and to never, to be humble, to never forget it. The other thing was, was that I heard this little known, known saying that I, I hear in my ear all the time was, you know, do you want to continue to make your wife cry or do you want to, or your family, your wife and your family cry, or do you want to make your employees cry? And I, I, I'm tired of making my family cry. I've been, I'd been doing it for, it was over a decade that we were going through having issues and it was all because of me. Uh, I took the responsibility to do this and I was failing my family because I didn't have the knowledge to know what to do and to know how to succeed. And I didn't start getting that knowledge until I, I believed in myself enough to know that I could be better than who I was. Where did you practically find the, the knowledge and the, the people that, that helped you move forward in a better mindset? Through a coaching company. Um, you know, one thing that I realized was that I always felt alone in this business. Um, that was a big problem too. I felt alone in this business because I did not feel like anybody else was going through the issues that I was going through. And, um, um, and I realized that once I started talking to like-minded people, like-minded owners, and, um, they were all going, we were all having the same problems. And that actually made me feel, that made me feel good because I realized that I'm not alone in this and I'm not the one that, uh, I'm, I'm not doing it alone anymore. You know, I'm doing it with, helping people or with being a part of a, a group to, that actually is, uh, that wants your best, that has your best interests where you can actually, uh, network with them to, uh, to, to solve problems. And that's what really, really, really helped me. So practically speaking, you know, you're, you're, you're gaining the knowledge, you're gaining the mindset changes, you're believing yourself. How did that manifest in your shop? So it made me become a better leader. It made me become a better business owner, a better father, uh, better husband, better part of the community, better, uh, better st- faithful steward to my church. And what it really, the most powerful thing that it allowed me to do was to build leaders within my company. And um, it takes the right people to do that with, but it also takes the right person leading them to, to, to get them to that point. And, um, What's so nice about the people that we have working uh, with us is the fact that they are in it to win it. They see our vision. Um, I share, we share our vision with them. We share the good, the bad, and the ugly with them. And, uh, and I think that's what gets them more bought in. Uh, we're, we really, really try to take care of our people very, very well. And, and I think what that does is allowing, allowing, you, you create leaders from within, and then that's how we've been able to expand so fast within the last couple of years, because I, I'm not saying that I figured it out. I'm just saying that I got better at understanding how it works. Um, I'm always trying to learn something new, do something different, do something better, but I always communicate with, with our staff about the direction that we're going. And I think that when you have, a, when you have your staff and you're all on the same page and they understand why you're doing what you're doing, then that makes them more bought into the to the whole entire vision of what you're trying to do, and that just that's what's going to propel you to bigger and better things. 
What are some things that you would leave clues that you would leave to, to someone listening to this episode on how they can grow in self-confidence, learn how to be a better leader, you know, really experience what you experience. What would be some practical things you'd leave for them? Not to be afraid to fail. You know, they always say this thing, if you, if you are afraid to fail, then you'll never succeed. Um, or if you, if you don't fail, you're ne- you'll never really succeed. The other thing is, um, if you're in your, to, to the, the comfort, your comfort zone is a nice place to, to be, but it's a, it's a horrible place to stay. And if you are in your comfort zone and you're, and you're, you're, you're fine there, then you'll, you're never going to grow. You're never going to, and some people are okay with that. I'm not. So it's, it, the comfort zone is a nice place to go to every once in a while, but it's, it's a horrible place to stay if, if you want to be better and you want to make your employees' lives better and your family's lives better. And, um, and, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Like we have gotten to a point where I have not, I'm not casting visions far enough ahead or, or big enough for our team because we keep, I keep baby stepping it almost where we, we keep hitting these goals. We keep hitting these, these dreams. And because I have been so, um, I guess I would say underestimating our, our entire ability as a company that I just need to dream bigger for my team because we keep knocking out of the park, everything that we, we go after. And, um, and I'm extremely proud of everyone that, that works for us and everything that they do. And, um, I think that we have an amazing culture in our company and I think that everyone is on our same page and the direction that we want to go with the company. And I can tell you that there's, um, you know, you can't do it alone, but they will be there for you through your failures and through your successes, as long as you share that with them, because they, they, they see you coming in a good mood. They see you coming in a bad mood. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, and just be optimistic, you know, um, you know, one thing too that I that I'd like to say is that, uh, you know, there's a solution for every problem, and sometimes we we just take and say no right away, say no right away because we don't know what that that solution is. But sometimes when you take a step back and you take a deep breath, then you go after a problem with optimism rather than pessimism. It's easier for you to f- figure that problem out no matter what it is, whether it's at home, at work, a car or anything. And I think that my, our employees understand that about me because I don't get upset with them about if there's an issue or anything like that. I just, I start asking questions so we can figure it out. And, uh, and I think that by taking that route, they, it shows that, um, you know, as an owner and as a leader, you're actually allowing your employees to figure those problems out for themselves and sometimes without them even knowing about it. Did you know that some web design companies use the same wording across all their client sites? Unfortunately, this common practice is noted by Google as plagiarism, which will cause your site to be ranked lower. That's why it's critical that whoever makes your shop's website knows better. That's why so many top shops trust leads near me to create and manage their shop's websites. 
As Google certified partners, they know how to make a top ranking website from an insider's perspective. Get a free site analysis by visiting leadsnearme.com or calling 888-953-2379. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. It sounds like this relationship that you have with your employees and, and the vision you're casting to them is one of the secrets to your success. Maybe not so much a secret. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know, I, I just pour my, we, you know, we, we all, my, my wife and my girls, we all pour our hearts into, into the people that, that work for us because, you know, whenever they, you know, I always tell these guys, you know, and, and I say, you know, when you go to a store, when you a grocery store or wherever, and you have our shirt on, you know, you represent us. And isn't it really nice when someone comes up and says, Hey, you know, I had my car there. You guys were great. You guys were wonderful rather than the opposite. And they feed off of that. They feed off of the positivity and they feed off of that kind of stuff. And, and they also feed off of everything that we do for the community. I mean, we, we give cars away to people in need. We give repairs away. We, you know, we, we really do a lot for our community. And, and I, and I do it because that's what our vision was 15 years ago to be able to do. But I also do it because when you work with your hands every day and you work on cars, you forget about everything else in life and you think you're just working on cars, but you're not working on cars. You are creating, you're, you're changing somebody's life and you're, you're saving somebody's life by putting their cars back together. So I like to say that that we're doing God's work through our hands. And and that's the way I've I've learned to feel about the business. And as long as we continue to see that there is more out there for us, we're just not replacing parts, we're just not fixing cars. Um that it's 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 uh, it's almost a ministry if you will. And um because we can help. And the busier that we get, the more shops we open up, the the more we can help, the more we can give back, the greater we can do. And um, having the employees and the staff a part of that, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. And we do involve them with everything. You know, when you go to hire people and they want to, you hire a technician and they want to talk to your, 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 your team, I have no problem and I have nothing to hide from my team. I have no, I, and I, I actually, I interviewed a guy yesterday and I, I said, I would put you in the room with every single one of my employees and I have nothing. I, I wouldn't even worry about what they're going to say because I know that they're bought in and I know they're the right people that we have. And so it's not up to, so my, my, my goal, I guess, if you will, is for us to create cast this vision, do what we say we're going to do by the employees and by our customers and by our community. And then the rest is going to take care of itself. And then people are going to want to come and work for us. And it's not about me wanting people anymore. It's about what are they going to be part of our culture and, and are they going to be able to, um, or do they want a better life? And are they going to be part of our, our, are they going to be a good fit for our culture? Cause we're not going to change our culture. Um, Cause we have a really good thing going. What else would you say to someone listening that's struggling building culture, struggling with confidence that could help them move forward? You know, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve like many of us do. And so I, I look at the emotional side of things before I look at 
numbers and before I look at business. So what I mean by that is that when you see an employee struggling or you see, you know, they're not, they're not as peppy as they were, or they, they're, they're, they're not as sharp as they were, you know, their hours are starting to suffer. In no way am I, am I going to walk up to that employee and say, Hey, what's your problem? Your hours are down. I'm going to walk up to that employee and say, Hey man, how's things going in life? You know, like what's going on, what you've been up to. Uh, I, I bring an emotional standpoint to it before I do a business perspective, because I know already that it's not because of their work ethic. I know that there's something underlying. So why would I even go that route? Uh, because honestly, if I care more about them than I do about their hours, they're going to give me more hours and they're going to be better employees and they're never going to leave me. So I, you know, maybe that's good, bad, or indifferent, but I, that's just the, well, that's been, that's just what's been working for us. And I'm more comfortable doing it that way because I think that there is more to life than just about numbers. Everyone has families and um, you don't know if, if a kid is sick or if a, you know, a kid broke their arm or if something's going on in their life. And by looking to, by, by talking to them about the fact that they booked 20 less hours this week, you're not going to get that out of them that way. So that's just what I do. I just take more of an emotional stamp, stance on it and I'm able to draw draw the issues out a little bit faster normally and then take care of the situation and just know that I'm there to support them. It's awesome. Jason, if you were a car, what type of car would you be? If I were a car, what kind of car would I be? I would actually... I would be a bus. <laughs> and the reason why I would be a bus is because I, I, I'm a, I'm, I like to be surrounded by good people. And I think that some of the most powerful things that I have learned and some of the most, you know, the, 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 the knowledge, the knowledge gains that I have, I have learned have been, have been on a bus. And, um, and I think that uh, just listening listening to other people, you know, you can, you can find out two things from somebody. You can find out uh, what to do or what not to do. And, um, but being part of that conversation and being part of cruising down the, the road, listening to good conversation going on, people teaching people uh, things and, and just the learning, uh, the learning capability. And that's what really I love about it. I mean, I've, you know, I, I, I've shared a lot of the things that I have learned through, through our coaching with my employees and it's great because they feed off of it and then they feed the other ones with it. So how could I not want to be a part of, um, that any kind of conversation like that? I think that it, uh, my personality is I I've become a really good, I feel like I've become a really good listener. Uh, they always say you need to listen four times more than you speak. And I think that that's where, where knowledge is really gained, where you, where you listen to learn, not to respond. And, um, and that's just been a really powerful thing for me. And, uh, and I think that if I could have all the people that I admire uh, on, a, on a bus, I think I'd learn a lot. <laughs> Great. Well, Jason, thank you so much for your time. I've loved getting to learn more about you and your shop, and uh, I'm super excited for for what you got going on and for the future. Thanks, Thomas. I, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. That 
was my conversation with Jason Smith. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. And I'd be honored if you shared this podcast with a fellow member of the industry. And finally, if you've got a great story to share and wish to become a guest on the show, please email me at thomas at slcautopodcast.com or call 615-656-8804. Thanks. Have a great week. No two shops are the same. That's why cookie cutter advice and coaching does not work. In order for your shop to get to the next level, you must have an action plan designed around your shop's unique needs. You'll also need accountability and encouragement along the way. Let ShopFix Academy help you create your best shop. Call 615-645-3683 to speak to someone on their leadership team about seeing if ShopFix Academy is a good fit for your shop. Learn more at shopfixacademy.com.